Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Sharpie, Steve, and Lauren. Hello. Hey. Howdy, Lisa. Oh my Hi. gosh, was that helium? <laughs> yeah. that, a Mickey? that was your Mickey. Like Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. That oh, was wow. Mickey. Oh, Mickey's on. Yay. Yay. But now, uh, I have to... I have to clarify for Disney copyright. Mickey voice, but yeah, yeah clarify that was not Mickey. Yeah, for Disney copyright reasons, I have to let everybody know that that was simply Sharpie. That's really, him. really not Mickey Mouse, and and he's not going to come if you book a vacation with us or call your kids. I will. I'll come. <laughs> you get to talk to Sharpie. Invite me along. Sharpie, hey, Sharp- buy my ticket. Give me a room. I'll, I'll be glad to come on vacation with you. There you go. Sharpie will show up. Hey, so I wanted to start off the show. Uh, There have been some questions online. We do have our Facebook page. We have our Facebook group. And uh, people have been asking about the absence of Chris Wood on the the page and the podcast. She has gone and started her own um, podcast. She's starting her own adventure. And uh, we wish her well. So she is not a part of Mouse Chat anymore. Today, we're going to have some fun because we're talking about something I love dearly, and that's Disney Cruise. Yay! Um, Yay! Yes, I do love Disney Cruise Line. Uh, We've got all kinds of questions from listeners, and I'm just going to get started. Yeah, and if you're not a part of our Facebook page, you should join in there because, so we're pulling these, we, you know, sometimes we do live uh, shows and we just read them off of Facebook and answer them on the show, and then... You can also join our mouse chat fan community group uh, as well. And sometimes we post questions in there. So we're just going down the list. Hopefully we'll get to yours. Well, there are some, some good ones here. Uh, some are comments, so they're going to be easy to get through. Um, but some of these are questions that we'll take a few minutes and address. So Kristen writes, uh, what cruise would you recommend for first time cruisers? I'm going to assume this means you've never cruised any line before. And if you were to do that, if you start with Disney Cruise Line, you're kind of starting at the top. So you won't try the other ones. Um, Service, experience, dining. Well, and, and I also think it depends on if you're cruising for the first time with kids or an adult trip. Yeah. Because if you're cruising with young children, you know, ages two to 12, I would say you really want to do a Disney cruise. Yeah. Well, and um, if you go to pixievacations.com, you can pick one of the mouse chatters and uh, just put on a cruise line quote and we can help you pick the right one. If you're looking well, for don't like pick any, any mouse chatter or agent, you need to pick either Lauren or Sharpie because yes. if you pick Steve or me, it's uh, not going to happen. Yes. Not going to work out well. But, um, yeah, and if you're if you're asking which Disney cruise is the best, um, I've talked to a couple of people, and you know we everyone always says do like the shorter one to get a feel for it. But then I talked to some other agents and some other agency owners, mm-hmm. and they said, you know, they said do the longer one because by the time you get out, you know, your roughest day at sea is usually your first day out and and your last day back when you're booking it to get back there, That's- and then. Yeah, so All you so days. you might have a bad experience if you do a three day or a very short cruise because you're going to be like, wow, that was kind of rough, um, and you just don't get to experience as much. Um, and usually, some you know some of those during uh, spring break or whatever can be pretty busy. But 
you know, I, if you can, I do the longer one and then you can really get into the cruise. Is that what you were thinking, Lauren? You know, I like that. I usually just will suggest a minimum of four nights if you can swing it. Not everybody can swing it yeah. financially because, you know, Disney is more expensive sometimes than other cruise lines. You do get what you pay for, though. Um, but that being said, if you can't swing it and you want to get a taste for it, a three night is, is going to do that for you. But it is very, very fast. Um, I do prefer at least four nights or longer personally. As soon as our you figure out experience where experience was a three night and I felt like, it, and it was our first cruise ever with any line. Uh, and I felt like it was a really good introduction to cruising. Um, th- the thing to remember with a three night versus longer is you're, you're kind of paying a premium for a three night. Um, if, if you divide out your cost per night, usually it's a little bit cheaper per night. If you do a longer longer voyage um but if you've never cruised before you're not sure you're gonna like it i think a three night i think a three night's perfect uh especially for someone who's never cruised before uh and if you've ever had any kind of history of getting motion sickness or anything like that uh the the motion on a cruise ship can uh mess with some people but it's it's never bothered me and cruise ship sleep is the best sleep yeah and caitlin being rocked to sleep in a hammock Caitlin asked that as well. She was asking about uh, motion, yeah, motion sickness or getting seasick. Um, I get car sick, but I usually don't have an issue on the cruises. I mean, the ships are pretty big. They have stabilizers. There are, like I was saying, usually the night back when you're sleeping, they're usually kind of moving pretty quick at night. Um, uh, and, and that's when you're kind of sleeping anyways. I mean, the last Disney cruise I was on, going up to what was it Canada and Maine and it was on the tail end of a hurricane yeah, that, that was ideal wow that ship it was a little rough wasn't it that ship was crazy <laughs> the ship's rocking <laughs> that ship was rocking to I've never seen anything like that where where plates are falling off of the shelves and you we were in a conference and your pen is rolling across a table and you're holding on to everything um there were a couple times where it was pretty intense. That's um, when you avoid the hot. And I didn't. I saw that I didn't get sick then. I was just a little. My stomach was a little tight and a little bit of knots even on that one. But um, and then it finally after the first after we got off of that tail end of that hurricane after the first day it was fine. All right. So, um, one thing. And a lot of the a lot of what we're all saying tie into different questions. Um, but what I was going to comment as far as a first time cruise, if you wanted to try a Disney cruise, but you are kind of put off by the price, uh, go out of Miami or cause they're going to have cheaper cruises out of Miami. You've got, um, yeah. you've got your repositioning cruises. Those are going to be less expensive as well, but there's an inconvenience factor. If you do the Panama Canal, it's 14 days. That's incredible. Oh, Not a lot I of I would ports. love to do the Panama Canal. Cruise yeah. Me too. Yeah. That would be, a, that's like bucket list item right there. I just talked to one of our clients that is doing that. She made a final payment and she's like, it's, it's her third time doing this. And what? She, yep. She loves it. Oh, uh, so, totally jealous. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, try one of the the cheaper cruises. I mean, I'm not going to suggest you do a 14 night Panama cruise, but keep in mind that and if the, you are, call me. Oh, <laughs> uh, the no. repositioning cruises are a little bit cheaper. You can get New York to um, Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, you can get. Well, and the repositioning or the one ways are always cheaper too. Yeah, you can get Galveston to Puerto Rico. Um, so there's there's different ones that you can get that are going to be less expensive, plus the ones out of Miami. Um, and sometimes transatlantic cruises are amazing deals. Yeah, again, the repositioning factor. It's coming into yep. play. All right, so Desiree would like to know what elements of a Disney cruise justify the pretty steep price difference over other cruise lines? One word right off the bat. Service. Service. Service, food. Yeah, the service well, is good. The food. Children's I, activities. Yeah, children's, the children's activities. programs, I think, are cleanliness, top notch. Entertainment. Entertainment. Yep. Larger staterooms, split, split bathrooms. bathrooms. Yeah, the split bathroom is kind of big. Well, Not some other lie. lines are kind of catching on that a split bath is nice. So it's no longer unique to Disney, but you're going to have this on every Disney ship. I think, and I think Disney's Private Island, if you're going there, is is one of oh, the top Castaway. notch ones. Castaway Key is is yeah. very nice. Um, Castaway I, is gorgeous. Castaway is kind of probably one of my favorite stops. Yeah, I do need to kind of follow up on what I just said. Uh, every ship, most of the rooms on Disney ships are the split bathroom. If you get a standard room instead of a deluxe, you are looking at a, a single unsplit bathroom and a smaller room. But that's okay. And most of those are interior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those Not are going to be them, your entry level. And I, and I feel like on a Disney cruise, like you've, I feel like you've, you've paid for everything before you get on the ship. And so I'm not getting hassled to buy gold by the inch. You, you know, still can. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, I feel like there are no casinos. Yeah. There's no casinos. So that's, a, that could be a downside have- for some people, but, and it's a, pl- a plus for others. Um, there are still things that you can buy. Um, your internet is not included. Yeah. So if you want internet, you can purchase that. But there's not, you know, 20 specialty restaurants that are all in upcharge. That there are, that are upcharge. One or two. Yeah. There's, right. there's two or one, yeah, one or two and they're very reasonable upcharge. And they're very upscale. And they're very good. And they're totally worth it. Yeah. And they're definitely worth it. Um, and they have nice bathrooms. If you happen to catch the last episode, <laughs> yes, yes, our, our Disney Cruise Line bathroom. Um, yeah, and and Disney Cruise Line, the, you don't have to worry about the kids club being full. We we touched on the kids club, but they won't oversell. You know, they have a certain you know amount of what are they like cast members to to a ratio. Yeah, to ratio of so so you know they won't sell the rooms to a family that has a ton of kids if they're over the you know getting close to the ratio. So. Well, it's actually interesting because if you put in to price out Disney Cruise, two adults, two children, ages 12 and nine, and the 12-year-old program is sold out, so they can't fit another kid in the 12-year-old program, it will show up that that cruise is not available. Yeah, which is nice. Because but then you, you cannot with, book it. Then yeah. you come in the with sh- a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, and suddenly that quad is available. Yep. Yeah. It's actually interesting. So like if you, so you just have to leave one of your kids home when that happens and yeah. that's okay. <laughs> They'll get over it. Sorry. Um, 
Sorry, little Johnny, you can't come. There's no room on the ship for you. <laughs> Maybe next time. And Maybe no, yeah, book earlier next time. I know it's I tempting find- to ask, but no, you cannot promise they won't go into the kids club. Not going to care. Right. <laughs> I've yep. heard that. Yeah, they just won't let you actually, they will not let you book because every kid has to have the opportunity to go into the kids club. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how they do it. It's, yeah, very systematic. And it's also, uh, if you're rejected, it could be because of the lifeboats as well. So yes. there's, there's a lot that goes into availability with a cruise. It's kind of fascinating. Okay, so Alicia writes, how to, <laughs> how to convince a non-cruiser that it's a good idea to go on a cruise. I love it. Oh, this is how, this is the, the question we get a lot. I hope lot. I said your name right. Like one person, they, they always say, there's, I'm going to be on a ship. There's not enough to do. And then once I'm you get- I'm afraid of the ocean. I don't know. Once, once you get on there, there, I mean- It's like a floating you resort. You don't realize you're on yeah. a ship. You feel like you're in a city. One of the great things about a cruise vacation is that there is something for everyone. This is the, yeah, that's the best point. If you're the type where you like to stay busy the whole time you're on vacation with activities and things like that, there's a whole schedule full of activities. If you like to kind of vegetate and read a book and just watch the world go by, there's plenty of deck chairs. Book a veranda stateroom. That's a, a great opportunity to have some some privacy and kind of peace and relaxation. One, one of the biggest reasons why I love a veranda stateroom is for sunrise. There's nothing better than sunrise at sea. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, you're. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's it's the only vacation where everybody has something they can do. Like if you go to your grandparents for Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know the kids are sitting there wanting to go out and do something fun, and maybe the grandparents are just wanting to hang out at the house. And you know, there's here everybody has something they can do across you know multi generation the whole spectrum. So you can watch a show, you can go to a movie on a Disney cruise, you could get a coffee and just relax, you get a massage, read a book, do the activities, trivia. There's like so much going on. You're jumping ahead and answering questions oh, that answering? haven't been asked. But so that's, yeah, so I would say find out what they're interested in. If they're interested in food, then, and they have specialty cruises. If, they, if they're a Star Wars fan and they... Want to go, you know, then you could get them on one of the Star Wars cruises or you could get well, them on a Marvel like the, cruise. The Merry Time and the, um, the Halloween cruises. Yeah. So, and if you're looking good. for a different cruise experience, you know, if they're a foodie, there's different cruise lines that have, you know, food demonstrations and all those kinds of classes. And so it, there's always something for everyone. And, and so just whatever their interest is. Find out what that is and then pair it up with a cruise. Okay. Holly writes, what's your recommendation for the most bang for your buck on a Disney cruise? Is it number of days, the location, time of year, ship? Uh, so if we're talking value, not necessarily cheap, but bang for your buck, I think we're going back to those repositioning cruises. I th- yeah, because you have a much lower price per night. Um, the, mm-hmm. the problem with those is, is, is a lot of people don't, don't have the ability to take 14 days of vacation and really you would need 16 days of vacation by the time you add a day at the front and a day at the back for travel to and from your, your destination. They they had five night 
to Puerto Rico. Well, that's true. I, yeah. I forget that they're that they're doing. And then they do um, out of Puerto Rico now. They do California to Alaska, so they have those as well. So there are some shorter ones. They don't have to be across, you know, from one country to another. Uh, so it's a possibility. And my, my, I guess my whole thing is too is it bang for a buck for cruises. I would rather if I'm going to pay the, for and take the time off and fly and pay for flights and pay for a cruise, I would rather do a seven night and do my vacation than pay for everybody to fly there and fly them all home again on a three. So, and plus, like Sharpie said, you're getting a better price point on a seven because it, it's a little cheaper yeah. per day. So, but, but the, but the total price is, is, you know, it's, it's up there. They're popular. I think another consideration with Disney Cruise Line, they're kind of in a unique position. They have a small fleet, which is growing, granted, but they do have a small fleet and they have a huge audience. And so they have the luxury of, um, they kind of run the opposite of cruise lines where their best, cheapest pricing is going to be that 18 months out when they first open up the travel dates. Unlike other cruise lines that the closer you get to the cruise, you might get a deal. Disney gets more expensive the closer you get to a cruise. So advice on that front would be to book early, get the deposit down. And, you know, you've got such a grace period for cancellations. If you can swing the deposit, do it. What about ship? Do you think there's any bang for the buck versus old ship, new ship? I think some people have preferences to the older ships versus the newer ships or the newer ships versus the older ships. I really think it's personal choice. Yeah. I'll take any of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, really, really like the older ships uh, and some of the, the, the modernization and the renovation that they've done to them has, has been amazing. Um. The, the newer ships, I, I, of course, I like them, uh, but like, I really like the way the old ships flowed. Uh, the newer ships, there, there are some dead ends, um, and and that that makes it a little bit harder to navigate. That's one of the, one of the questions that I I saw was what's something that you would recommend doing uh, on your first day on the ship, uh, and that's definitely do a ship tour. Uh, Disney has a really great ship tour uh, that takes you all throughout the ship and shows you uh, the different landmarks uh, that will help you guide your way, especially like looking down at the carpet uh, and what the different symbols in, in the carpet and all that stuff mean. Uh, it really helps you navigate the ship better and not feel quite so lost uh, because that's one thing about a cruise ship is you can easily feel very lost if you take a wrong turn. Yeah. Oh, and the fish extenders. Yeah. yeah. Fish or starfish. Yeah. I mean, if you want to learn, if you want to have a fun way of, on the new ships of kind of learning the layout, do the Mickey detective agency game. Midship. Oh, midship really detective cool. agency game. Thank you. Because it's midship. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a Mickey Mouse version and then there's a Muppet version. Muppet. And it, it sends you all over the ship to find clues. So you're going up a level and down a level and over here. So you kind of, you get, you play a game and you get to do it or join a fish extender group. And then you get to walk all over the ship, delivering your gifts to all your fish extender friends. 
I don't think those are necessarily good for learning to navigate the <laughs> ship, but they're both oh, no. fun. And oh. you get you get your I, steps I have in. Horrible experiences when when we've done fish extender before. And b- by the way, when we say fish extender, uh, there's a little icon outside of every stateroom, uh, and it's either a fish or a starfish, and people hang uh, like a like an organizer like a pocketed organizer from it and it's a way to exchange gifts with other people who are sailing uh and usually like what your your group forms uh either on facebook or on one of the the disney message boards like months in advance and people plan for for what they're doing and you know exactly what staterooms people are in but oh my goodness do you run your rear end all over that ship to deliver those gifts Uh you do not fun we would bring like rolling suitcases and drag them from yeah. Room to room with tons of gifts. Yes. It's like a Christmas stocking outside your door and then you put the stuff in. All right, Lisa, who's who's next? Okay. So the next one is more of a comment than a question. And it's from Chris. And it says, if you walk, run, skip, or wheel, do not forego the Castaway Key 5K. It's a fast, flat, and fun little jaunt. As a bonus, it is outside the U.S., so it is international racing for those keeping count on places. I've always wanted to do that, but you have to get up so early. Yeah. yeah. You do. You have to be I'm definitely doing it next time it. we cruise. When we're coming off the ship, they're coming back from the race. Yeah. Well, so. we like to get out early usually to Castaway Key and then take some photos, and you'll see them coming back. And the other thing is that, you know, it, it costs money usually to do one of these. Like if you do one of those 5Ks or whatever in your town, you know, it's, I don't know, 30 bucks, 50 bucks or more to do one of those races. And so this is all included. Uh, and you get yeah. up early and you get to go. I think it would be fun. I do agree that it's nice and flat. So it's going to be the easiest 5K you've ever done. Um, another thing I suggest is rent a bike. You c- Because it's so flat, it's a great time to do some family biking. If you all rented bikes and... There's, you go inward toward the island center and, you know, away from the shore and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. We There's some really it. cool stuff yeah. to see. You go mm-hmm. down the runway that used to be a right there. The yep. Didn't used to be, there's still a runway on the island. And it's yeah. kind of the passageway between the, uh, the, the family beach and the adult beach. Yeah, you go back in yeah. the uh, mangroves or whatever and there's like kind of a lookout tower that you can climb up on. And you can see the cruise ship and everything from up there. Yeah, we did the bikes. I think we maybe saw one other family the entire time we were biking around there. There's nobody else out there. That's nice. We did all right. Yeah. All right. So Michelle is going to write, what sort of things are available for folks who don't have children? Also, if you are a first-time cruiser, what ship would you recommend? Kind of hit that last part. Uh, what about folks without children? Is there anything to do on a Disney ship without children? Oh, yeah. We, we haven't cruised with our kids yet. So all of our cruises were just adults only. Yeah, so mine too. My kids haven't been do. either. So what on earth did you guys do? The nightclubs are really cool. They're they're not your like traditional nightclubs. You, you have three different uh, club areas. Uh, at least three on the newer ships. There are a couple more, uh, but usually there's one with like live acoustic music. Uh, there's one that is kind of like they do like the honeymoon, like the newlywed game one night. They do karaoke one night, different stuff like that. Uh, 
like the the different entertainers that they bring on the ships, they will have them there for like a more kind of adults only uh, segment. Um, the adult only pool area. Yes. Yeah. They've got a whole section of the ship. Fantastic. Yeah. They have a whole section for that's adult only aging it up. And then uh, there's a coffee shop over there and it's, and it's reasonably priced. It's less than a, than a normal Starbucks. Um, and they even have a, a, a rewards card. I know five oh, punches. Don't get me started. I, I save them all too. If I don't, I, I, but then I forget to bring them back and I have this whole pile of them that I need to bring back <laughs> and get my, I probably have like four free coffees that I need to redeem on a Disney. That's why I need to go on another Disney cruise and get my, Those my free, free coffee coffees hole in your pocket. They are. Cause maybe they'll get rid of them. But, That's um, for booking a cruise, Steve. Yes. Thanks, Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) You knew I had one brewing, Lisa. Oh, yes. You're such a drip. Okay. (laughs) Dear God in Uh, heaven. Please. All right. Keep going. Next. Okay. Let's get at least one more in. Yeah. Well, we can get a few more in. These are good. So I'm going to try and get through these real quick. So this one is from Caitlin. Steve already kind of mentioned this, that she was asking about seasickness. Mm -hmm. Uh, We pretty well touched on that. As far as the don't waste your money, you're going to be too seasick. To the ship is so big you'll be fine. I'm of the uh, I'm of the flavor that it's a big ship you'll be fine. Yeah, and I see I see people that you know sometimes get seasick. So I would bring something just to bring something like some of those pills or the thing you st- yeah, and they, and they have them available too. Yeah, or the thing you stick behind your Down ear. The dispensary. Yeah. yeah, you can always get something online or on board online. Um, so I say go for it personally. Uh, I would do a four or a five night for starters. Um, but you're going to really want seven night because you're going to be fine. And be sure you book midship. Yeah. That's a, that's don't a, book forward. Yeah. Don't book after you have less, uh, movement sensible. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, the, the word I was trying to think of, uh, Per, per, the, like the, the perception of movement, you have less of that in the in the middle of the ship yeah. uh, because you don't have the full rock up and the full rock down. Uh, it kind of is that that pivot point in the middle of the ship whenever yeah. you do get some rocking. I mean, we've had Find some some pretty pretty large uh, swells uh, coming back from the Eastern Caribbean. We were, we had like twenty foot swells. Um, I I really like being on the ship when it's that when it's that kind of choppy. I think it's kind of fun, uh, but other people did not think so. Um, I'm with you, Sharpie. It's nice at night, unless it's unless it's like a hurricane. <laughs> Thank not, you for that, that wise. That, 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 that was in the. I was aft. when we were on it. It wasn't scary, but it, oh. I think I think if if I had seen all that stuff kind of being tossed around the ship, it would have been a little bit scary. I was in. I was aft, and I was on deck seven, and at like two a.m., all the closet doors came undone, and you could hear them slamming all the way down the hall. But anyway, all right, who's next? Okay, Kathy is next. She just had a comment. Cruised on the Magic several years ago. Best vacation ever. Disney sure knows how to entertain and cruise for all ages. Love it. Me too. The nighttime shows are spectacular. They yeah, really are. They are. They're fantastic. We haven't even mentioned fireworks, but that's okay. Fireworks oh, at the sea. Only fireworks at sea. All right. So Stephen wrote, how, do, how are Disney cruises for solo cruising? Do they have exclusive lounges like on other lines? I've never cruised before. So, 
Um, my perception on this. Someone help me out. I would go. I would do a different one for solo. I would, I would do. A different I would do one solo. Royal Caribbean, or I would do a Norwegian Cruise Line. And Norwegian Cruise Line actually has um, single accommodations. Single accommodations, and then they have like a whole a whole area of the ship. Maybe I don't know, Lauren. Do you know anything about that? Or when you went on Norwegian, or or you did you stay out of the solo? No, um, I honestly. Then we didn't do the, we didn't really go in Royal. I've done it, but not Norwegian. And I guess it also depends. Are you talking, is it okay to just go on a cruise by yourself? Absolutely. You're not going to be bored. You're going to have fun. You're going to have lots of entertainment. People will take you in under their wing. Yeah. Um, and and you know, that's where being part of a fish extender group would be great because right. you would already have a group of friends. People yeah. knew you, you might be able to even, uh, um, kind of form a smaller group of other other singles who are on the right. cruise or so and I'm thinking that they're probably looking at Norwegian because Norwegian has the single cabins. Yeah, right. you can go as a single and not have to pay the supplement. Yeah, the supplement which for another nice. person, which is definitely um, nice. And it's probably got a little more of a nightclub-y either Norwegian or, or well, Royal. I think it's My, also is is he looking for just going by himself or is he looking to mingle? And, you know, maybe find someone and check out some other people. So my thought on that is if you want to mingle and have the ability to meet other people, I would suggest requesting a larger table so that you're not just sitting by yourself or just with one, one couple or one small family. This way you have the ability to talk to many people. That might help it a little bit I love bit doing that. Yeah. It's always fun to meet Well, people. before I had kids, I did. <laughs> now I'm like, no, no one can sit with you. You guys don't know how to act around people. Yes. Um, Go play trivia. Mm, love trivia. Yes, yeah, true. Always Get a good team. team. Good tri team trivia. So much fun. Okay. Especially, so especially if you really know your Disney trivia, you'll be in high demand. Okay. Natalie wrote, 20-something without kids here. I cruised Disney as a teen and my boyfriend has never cruised. Would Disney be a good choice for us as a young couple? What activities are there for our age bracket? With this one, I'm going to say it all depends on season. Uh, you would want to sail during a higher attendance period. Uh, you wouldn't really want to go in fall or, or off of holiday winter season. Uh, our first cruise was in winter and there were not many people our age on the ship without kids. So it was, it's one of those things where if, if you're really looking for like active party nightlife, Disney might not hit it for you. It's all going to depend on what the makeup of, of, of the ship is for your particular sailing. Um, so that, that, that is something to kind of be cautious about. If you're that, that kind of in the, the 20 something range, no kids definitely cruise at a time when more families and extended families are traveling together. Uh, yeah, that's just my advice. Okay. The next one is Tracy, and she writes, is there a certain time of year that is more cost-effective than others? Hurricane season. Yep, two words, hurricane yeah. season. And I have yeah. a couple of thoughts on this, or or I'd like to share a couple of uh, words on this, because it's a it's a compromise. You're going during, you're, you're getting a great price, and you're going during hurricane season. The chances of a hurricane 
are pretty good. It's a reality. Irma has made that very clear. And it, it up, turned upside down the whole cruising industry, uh, vacation industry for that matter. And it, they are absolutely, the cruise lines, Disney and all the others are allowed to change the ports at their discretion. They'll tell you, but you can't complain if they took or cha- took off a port or changed it. So they do that for safety reasons, um, whether it's weather or if the port is destroyed and you really don't want to go there anyway. They make these decisions in the best interest of the cruiser. So that is a possibility. It's a risk you take in exchange for the better fare. So just keep that in mind. As soon as you book that, you are agreeing to the terms and conditions. And in the terms and conditions, it says that they can change ports. They can change itineraries. insurance. Buy insurance. Buy insurance. And and that's that's actually a, a really good point for discussion with cruises anyway, is because typically you are going out of the country with a cruise. uh, And one of the biggest expenses that people do not take into account is if they were to get sick in a foreign port, being able to be medically transported back to the U S is extremely expensive. And most of your uh, trip insurance uh, for, with a cruise will cover medical repatriation uh, and get you back uh, with with a lower cost and and absorb some of the cost of that medical transport. So it's one of those things you you don't <clears throat> want to think about the unthinkable happening on vacation, but unfortunately for a, for for some families it it has happened. So be sure to keep that in mind when you're booking a cruise. That's also even though you don't have to have a passport for some cruises, if it's a closed loop, it's always a good idea to have a passport because it does make it easier to get back into the country if you were in an emergency situation. Yeah, this is so just that that's my safety safety talk. So and take it as you will. This I is concur. Years of experience and problems and dealing with the problems that you know, get the insurance, get the passport. It it's going to make life so much easier. Um, and honestly, I always feel like if I have the insurance and I have the passport, I won't need them. Yep. Peace of mind. <laughs> yeah. It's worth a lot. Yeah. I, I actually recently read a story about a family who had traveled to Mexico uh, and uh, it was grandparents, grandkids uh, and, and the, the, the parents and uh, a medical transport back to the U.S. was over seventy five thousand um, dollars. If it had if they had had trip insurance, like 90, 90% of the cost of that medical transport would have been covered by the, by the, by the trip insurance. Oh, what if they have to get airlifted off the cruise? That's like 25 grand. Right. Exactly. A lot of these things we've had either clients deal with or, you know, people that we know firsthand. Well, I guess that's secondhand, um, experiences. And a lot of, uh, if you're in a foreign country, they will require upfront payment for medical treatment in a hospital. So another really good reason to think twice uh, before you decline trip insurance. It's a little bit of, uh, of worth it to have a peace of mind. And I always think to myself, and, and that's something we, we typically tell our clients as well, if you couldn't afford to pay for this vacation out of pocket a second time, buy the trip insurance. Becky asks, how far out can you book? Do y'all help with flight reservations? That was her y'all, not my (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Lauren, what do you say? 
Um, so the I would recommend booking a Disney cruise as far out as possible. Um, the day they come out, they usually release um, in the fall, and then they usually release again in January and for split times of the year. So January will be the second half of 2019, basically. And that is when you're going to get your best pricing. The sooner you book a Disney cruise, the better. So if you're contemplating booking a early 2019 cruise, they're out. Get on it and get booking with it 100%. Um, And start making payments. And start making payments on it because it hurts less and the price is not going to get any better. It's it's literally just going to keep getting worse. Um, So with Disney, the sooner you can book it, the better off you're going to be. Uh, We do book flights. Sometimes it's a good deal to book your flights with Disney and sometimes it's better to book them separately. So it really just depends and we'll help you determine which way is the best way to go with that. Yeah. And then when you price one of these out, make sure you go ahead and put a deposit down because we always, we've run into the situation where someone prices it out. Then three days or later or a week later, they're like, Oh, I want that. And I mean, they're, if you don't book it when you're on the phone, sometimes they can they can go away or that category can go away or the price can jump up and then you're kind of kicking yourself because you didn't put yeah, the deposit down. There's no reason. Well, you can even put it on a hold if you're not even sure about the deposit and that's going to keep it secure so you can think about it for a day or two and then say, yeah, let's do this. Or like Steve's saying, put the deposit down if you're pretty darn sure because with the exception of the insurance, don't do that until the final payment, but you can get all your deposit back if you're planning that far in advance. Unless you're concierge. Unless All these different. I know. Sorry. I had to throw it in there. No, it's true. So <laughs> unless you're concierge. So you're concierge, you are in it. Okay. Um, but, you know, we're going to help you figure out what your your guidelines are. Um, Lauren and Sharpie know this inside out and they're going to be able to guide you and help you. Uh, we appreciate it when you book your vacation with us. That's our job. We do actually get paid for this when you book and travel with us. So if you just call for our advice, Lauren and Sharpie are not going to be putting food on the table that night. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a valid point. It is. So uh, we appreciate that you appreciate our advice and our experience and such, but please know that um, the food is going to go on the table when you actually book the vacation and travel it with us. Uh, it doesn't cost you any more when you do that, but uh, you're going to get the advantage of the expert advice. It's fair to say. Definitely. All right. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. Thanks. <laughs> we try. Well, you guys are top agents, so we we can't dispute the facts. Okay, so Hannah, if you like alcohol, uh uh-oh, Lauren, this has got your name written all over it. If you like alcohol and know you're going to drink it, get the beer cocktail mugs. We just did that and saved a ton of money. We Oh, this is just a comment. We also did the wine package and found it wasn't worth the money. I've heard that before. From quite a few people. I've heard the the mug one is a, really a good deal and the wine one is not so much a great deal. Okay. Now I did the cocktail class. That was fun. Yeah. I, I've of, done a mixology course. Yeah. The mixology fun. class. It was fun. I mean, yeah. There was a lot of, boy, there was a lot of 
alcohol that people did not finish. (laughs) I have to be honest with you. When people do that, it just makes me want to go around and drink all their stuff after they leave. (laughs) I thought I saw. I I drank all mine. (laughs) All right. They were good drinks. That was Hannah. Thanks for the tip on that. Uh, Wendy, we are doing a Mediterranean cruise on the Magic next summer out of Barcelona. Our last two cruises were out of Port Canaveral, and we took Disney Transport there from the Disney Hotel. Uh, we So we arrived when the bus got us there. What would be your strategy for picking a boarding time? Would it be any different in a foreign or generally non-Port Canaveral port? Thank you for all you do. Okay, so she's only done Port Canaveral. She's doing Barcelona now. Um, a lot of times you can get a pre-night. We definitely, I am speaking for everyone and correct me if I'm wrong, but in general, I think it's very smart to do a pre-night to your cruise just in case. Things happen. Things happen with the flights. Things happen with your luggage. Things happen with other transportation. So I think it's a very smart idea to go in the night before and whether you spend the night at Port Canaveral and then just hop on the ship the next day or spend a night at Disney and then take that hour drive to Port Canaveral, you have options and having that extra time getting in the night before, I think is smart. Sharpie, what do you think on this? Uh, definitely. I, I, any, anytime we can recommend uh, that a client fly in the day before their cruise, they're going to be much better off okay. that way in case there, you ever have an issue with, with lost luggage or something like that, you have extra time to take care of last minute issues. So what about Barcelona? If she's in Barcelona and taking a cruise out of Barcelona, um, just a, a pre-night, or do you think maybe one or two? This this has more room for error. Well, and if I you're personally in- would go in two days early on Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Definitely. Okay, minimum minimum of one, and depending on what your hotel costs are. Uh, but if you've if you've never been to Barcelona, definitely do at least two nights. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so Barcelona's case in point, supposed to be beautiful. Case in point, last summer, well, this past summer in July, we did a cruise on the Danube. It was Adventures by Disney, and we were going to fly in the day before, just that one day cush. Uh, no, it was two days. It was a two day cush, and our flight got canceled, and yep. here we are scrambling. And thankfully, we did get the flight um, the next day. They got all the pieces put in place. But it was, instead of a a 24-hour cush, it turned into, we went straight from the airport to the port, got on the ship, and there were probably two hours of cush. Yeah, it was down to the wire. It was a little scary. we we, We cruised in July. And we were on a flight down to Fort Lauderdale with another, and there was another family that was, that we knew from our town that was also cruising and they did not do, they didn't book through me either. Um, they did not do the, uh, the, the come in the day early. They literally got to the port with an hour to spare mm. that oh. our flight was delayed. And then it was delayed again. And we were getting there. We had all day to just hang and relax and they literally got there and booked it to their, to the port. Yeah. And then you see traffic and you're like, no. Yeah. It's not the way to start a vacation. No. You're panicked. 
No, it's That's not. a lot of stress. It is. Yeah. It's okay. not worth it. You're paying all that money. Spend the extra 200 bucks and stay overnight. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it. All right. Abby has a question. She wants to know how are some of the Caribbean ports recovering after the hurricanes? Some better than others. <laughs> St. Yeah. Martin was devastated. Yeah. Um, that's but kind of- St. Martin is reopened. It was. Yep. So yeah, I think- it was offline for two two months, I think. Or They're a month supposed and a to half. reopen this year, this month. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was, I think everybody by mid to late December is back up, you know, from what They're I not remember. fully functioning, but somewhat. San Juan, I think is still, yeah. um, they're struggling under steer, serious issues. Um, but St. Martin is opening back up. Um, Turks and Caicos is opening back up. St. Croix, St. John, St. Thomas. Uh, Tortola, those are all reopening. The ones that are open already are Antigua, Barbuda, Aruba, the Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Cayman, Costa Rica, Cuba, Curacao, uh, Dominican Republic, Grenada. I was just on Grenada. Grenada is perfect. There's nothing wrong with Grenada, but I don't think Grenada was hit anyway. Honduras, Jamaica, Key West, Martinique, Mexico, St. Kitts and St. Lucia are all fine. No issues. So you have a couple that are still working out the kinks, but they are reopened. Um, They might not look exactly as they did before. You know, they're still fixing things. Yeah. They do have the ports reopened. Okay. Good job. Um, Amy, what cruise would you recommend for first-time cruisers who are taking an older teenager? Ooh. Royal. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. So older teens, I think are, you know, what's the worst age to cruise? Tween. No. 18. Mm. Yeah. 18 year olds don't cruise. Um, you can't get into the nightclubs and the bars and you can't get in the kids clubs. It's kind of an, it's a new tween. <laughs> well, it, once you're in an international water, you can. Yeah, but you're not always. If you're in an international yeah. water, it's 18 to go into the clubs. Yeah. 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 So I guess that works. I think it's still not one of the best ages. No, I think it's, a t- especially if you're traveling with a 17 year old and an 18 year old, mm-hmm. that's tough. Yeah, because you're kind of stuck. Yeah. All right. So an older teen, let's assume 16 years old. Um, I think a 16-year-old is still going to have a lot of fun. I Whether it's in the pool, hanging out. I mean, you're going to make friends and you're going to hang out with your friends. It's And honestly, the Disney Teen Club is amazing. Yep. They're, they're really, really neat. Yeah. My favorite thing about the kids' clubs, I have to I have to admit this, the automated hand washers. <laughs> well, yeah, they're kind of <laughs> they crazy. Cool. They're they're really cool. They are good. I like them. The little car wash. Um, okay, so they're um, what cruise would you recommend? The cruise itself, I think, isn't going to matter. Yeah, the um, ship won't matter. The cruise yeah, won't matter. Just, a sixteen-year-old is going to have fun. Um. They're going to meet other 16-year-olds. 
Um, they're going to hang out. They're going to do all those things that we don't understand. <laughs> and the ship doesn't matter. The itinerary isn't going to matter. Um, I think if your, your teen is into, um, you know, geography or into nature, go out of Norway, go to Alaska, go to somewhere different. So there are lots of different cruises you could do. Do the Panama Canal. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially if you, if you want to, if, if a big focus of your vacation is to, to really spend some time together as a family, then definitely a longer cruise, uh, is, is on order. Um, and be sure to look at what is available in your ports. If your family isn't so much for adventure type things like outdoor adventures, things like that, be, be sure to shop around and look and see what, what is available in each of the ports because some of the uh, shore excursions are very high adventure, uh, like zip lining and scuba diving and stuff like that, that it's not really everyone's cup of tea. For some people, I would love that. Um but like, say for instance, our our nine year old, he he's not he's not one much for for high adventure. He 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 tends to like to keep his feet on the ground. Very cool. All right, let's try to get in one more. Uh, well, we already kind of talked about Rachel's question: What boat should we do for our first Disney cruise? Any of them? You're going to have an easier time navigating one of the newer ship. I'm sorry, older ships, either the Wonder or the Magic. Uh, the dream and the fantasy are a little bigger and actually a little tougher to navigate. And plus, too, depending on what your itinerary is, that part of that decision will be made for you. Right. Right. That's true. Uh, Hannah, where on the ship do you think has the best rooms? Aft, forward, and which levels? I have my thoughts on this, but I'm going to let you guys go ahead. I am usually a fan of midship. Uh, just for the location itself, personally, I like to be able to go up or down, left or right. And I find it easier than, you know, when you're all the way forward or all the way aft, those ships are huge. And sometimes, you know, it can be very time consuming to get there. So for me, I personally like midship. I don't necessarily think that I, I do know that you don't feel it as much midship, but that's not necessarily the reason I like midship. Okay. I, I like, um, being aft and I like being, I don't know why, cause it makes absolutely no difference, but I like starboard. No, I like port. I like port. Sorry. Port aft. And so that's the back left of the ship. And if I always get back left, I always know where to go no matter what ship I'm on. So I always know where to go back. It's kind of like home. But I like being in the back because the dining is usually in the back of the ship. And we're always running late for dinner. <laughs> and so I can just be in the room and I run up the stairs and we're at dinner or up the elevator. And, um, and we're at dinner. And statistically, your aft staterooms, you have fewer people per elevator in proximity to the rooms than midship or forward. Yeah. So, so less, less crowds on the elevators. Yeah. Slightly less. I always like taking the stairs on a cruise ship. Cause I always like seeing everything and 
Yeah. Yeah. I, we I have, do the stairs a lot too. We have a all, stair all kinds rule. Of cool stuff to see. Um, if you're going down, you take the stairs, no matter how many flights it is. And if you're going up, you can negotiate if it's more than three decks. You can negotiate the elevator. Otherwise, I can, I can, that's a good rule. I think that's fair. Yeah, we try to be fair. Um, and also remember, if you have young kids, uh, be sure to keep in mind how low in the ship you go, uh, especially if you do plan on swimming, because that the, your your distance between the pools and your stateroom uh, to change. The, the ships do tend to be a little on the cool side uh, for everyone's comfort. Um, but yeah, so so that that's definitely something to keep in mind is how far you have to go to get to the pool. Uh, think of the location of the family pool. Be sure to look at, at, a, at a, a cruise ship map. Uh, and kind of plot out your room location based on, like Lisa said, dining, uh, but also based on access to the the pool areas. One thing that I also like to take into consideration is what is directly above you and what is directly below your room. Absolutely. Um, I have been over Absolutely. a nightclub. I have been over the anchor. Uh, I have been over side thrusters because I do like deck two. I like to go deck two. Um, in the back left. You like um, to go low, don't you? I do. And I don't know if it's because no one else wants to be there. It's actually convenient when you're trying to go up because you're always going to be able to get on. If you're on deck yeah. six and you need to go to deck 11, you might get skipped a couple of times. So there's strategy involved too. So I, I think that the fulcrum of the ship is not deck six. Like a lot of people think they think higher is better and you're not going to have as much motion. I consider that there's ship underneath the water level, the water line. And so the ship is actually taller than it seems. So the middle isn't the middle between two and 12. It's a little lower than that. Cause you have the mechanics and everything. Right. And you have the, the en engines and all that stuff. Yeah. You've got uh, the crew quarters, you've got other things going on. So I, I like to, it works for me. Um, but we've, we've been, been by the, the main theater. Um, that gets loud. So just make sure there are staterooms above you and staterooms below you. And that should be pretty good. If, if possible. All right. I'm getting sleepy mm -hmm. and we've still got so many questions, but I'm going to wrap it up here. Everyone. Okay with that. Sure. Yep. I think we got yep. through about half the list and this was a good long hour show. So, yeah. um, this is, and our listeners have break. said they love our longer shows. So, okay. I mean, we there could go, go on, but I'm... what can we say? Except you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So we'll try to, I don't know if we get a, a chance, we'll try to address some of your questions in the Facebook group, but, and, uh, Hopefully or we'll we can to, hold on to them till next yeah, week. Hopefully and we'll have some like more. DCL part two. There you go. All right. So well, we're going to wrap up the, the show. The ship's headed to port, Lisa. It is. Time to disembark. So sad. All right. Thank you for, <clears throat> let's see, where am I going? Um, okay. So thank you to Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. Don't forget to contact Sharpie or Lauren for any help that you need. And definitely if you want to book. And uh, if you enjoy listening to the shows, we have plenty more for you to listen to. And that's over at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. Please send your comments or questions to us at mousechat.net. 
Also, please monitor the Mouse Chat page on Facebook. And this is where we sometimes put questions out there. We're looking for your questions or your answers. So watch for that, too. Thanks for mo- so. <laughs> thanks so <Yeah>. much. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Good night. We love you, Lisa. <laughs> I said I was tired. <sighs> Good night.